Kreska world. For the record, my name is Martin Fuller, and I'm about to be dragged out into my worst nightmare, a New Year's Eve party. I hate parties. My wife, an overstuffed piñata, is full of jumping beans. And me, well, my innards are held together with safety pins. They stop my nerves from playing pick-up sticks with my ribs and my heart from taking a long walk. This year, the party is being held at the vicarage. This means that I can't make my excuses, like pretending someone needed help. That's why I wasn't anywhere to be found at the countdown to midnight last year. Oh, she never had an answer. On New Year's Eve, she's usually just a drunken smudge of a lipstick line. Apparently, I should just relax. She reminds me that they're all friends, but she forgets they aren't my friends. They're her Christian friends. Well, she knew this about me when we met, that I hate parties. Her breath in the cold air looked like a steam train as she rattled on. Would Marcy wear the same red dress that they'd both made a pact to wear? Well, I considered it very possible that neither would leave the vicarage with those dresses on, like last year. Needless to say, they weren't partying with the church. The outside light to the entrance of the vicarage flickered annoyingly. The large bay window was steamed up, and all you could see were colours moving around to the beat of the birdie song, the chant of the perpetual party-goer. God, it's awful. They wait all year to do this nonsensical arm-flapping movement together. It must be tiring, grinning all evening. Maybe people learn this behaviour somewhere. Sunday school, I expect. Only two steps to the front door. She's holding my arm far too tightly. I can't escape. The first priority of any prisoner should be to look for an escape route. I noticed a youngish man standing near the door. Shit, he looked as condemned as me. My piñata said something about needing a drink and scootled off, her jelly beans stretching the seams of her dress. I eyeballed the man who mirrored me in every way. He didn't smile, he looked bored. Now, there's someone I could connect with. It seemed like a whole year had passed before I offered out my hand to this welcome stranger. Uh, Martin Fuller. I hate parties or any social gatherings, really. The man pulled out a card from his jacket. It read, Simon, I'm deaf and dumb. Simon smiled. I was instantly captivated. He put his hands to his ears and then covered his mouth, grinning. I felt like covering my eyes to complete the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil, but considered that to be bad taste. So I said, You're deaf? I ventured somewhat too excitedly, over-exaggerating the words. I didn't want to say the word dumb. I don't know why. If I'm honest, I think it scared me a little. Reading my lips, Simon nodded to my question and thrust his hands in his pockets. Immediately, I trusted and slightly envied him. I motioned for us to go inside and I made an action with my hand that we might have a drink. Simon reached in for another card. It read, I don't drink alcoholic beverages. I made the thumbs up sign and beamed. 
Nor do I, I mouthed. It's one of the reasons why I hate New Year's Eve, with people turning into frenzied alcoholics, the frenzied bit being the only innovation. At that moment, I wondered why I'd married my wife. We squeezed past a few people, gathered around a sad collection of drinks in the kitchen. They walked away when we entered. Simon and I looked at each other and shrugged, bemused. I pointed to a carton of orange juice. He nodded and seemed pleased. I poured us both a glass and we just stood there, me listening to the babble and really enjoying having someone to share my feelings of being out of place. It seemed that this New Year's Eve was going to be interesting and different. Simon oozed so much calmness that I felt my safety pins were no longer required. I could relax. I thought about finding something to write on. Simon reached into his jacket and with an impish smile, he pulled out another card. I'm gay, it stated. His broad smile completely filled the full width of his face. For a moment, I hoped it meant he was happy and then, without any warning, I mouthed back, without any sound, so am I, and pointed a finger back to myself. I'm gay? Why did I say that? I started to sweat. I realised how desperate I must seem for company. I just hate parties, that's all. I was nervous. I imagined relating this story to my wife, who would fall about laughing at my predicament, eager to hear how I would get myself out of this trouble. Simon was doubled over laughing at my shocked expression and held up another card. Want to go and find some bugs? I wondered what that meant. I, I didn't travel in the same circles. Uh, he pulled out a large torch from his coat. What should I do? He pointed to the garden. So I, I just followed him in a slight daze, reminding myself that there were no bugs around at this time of year. So what did finding bugs mean? My mind was in overdrive. We left behind the throngs of crazy Christians and the cool air hit me like a slam of tequila. I only hoped I wouldn't have to lick the salt and bite the lime. Instead, I spent the most magical New Year's Eve in the vicar's garden with Simon leaning against a tree with his incredibly powerful torch. It seems there were bugs around at this time of year and they flocked to him like Dr Doolittle. It's possible I might have held my breath for four hours. At midnight, someone let off a firework and I jumped out of my skin. Simon was unmoved, his childlike expression momentarily lit up by the explosion. If only I'd had a camera. The noisy guests all went back indoors, the night air disagreeable to bare arms and legs, and we were left alone the only sounds, a distant owl and a faint flutter of moth's wings, while the black sky held its vigil, like us, in complete silence. Cresco.